0: Welcome back to the Without Context podcast. Uh, you're once again joined by me, Anxiety Lasagna, you have Decavalti, Skybreaker, and Sharky Hat. Uh, Riff Duck's not feeling great today, so we wish him uh, all the good things and he feels better soon and hopefully he'll be back with us next week. So since I'm the one who gets to talk first this time, uh, I've decided I'm going to make these bunch of gamers talk about something that's not gaming because... Boy, have I felt out of place anytime we talk deep about gaming. So our topic this week is our favorite activity outside of gaming. And since I'm in charge and I don't want to go first, I'm going to pick uh, who wants to go first. Are we going to do a nose goes? Who wants to go first?
1: That's not that's <laughs> not how this works.
0: <laughs> because, uh, fine, then you get to go first, Deca. I'll go first. It's like, <laughs> damn, <laughs> we,
2: we have a system here.
0: <laughs> and I am in charge this time, so I say, forget your system.
2: <laughs> it is we're not uh, talking
0: about games.
1: It is the go ahead, mandate This week. Yep. All right, here you go. I'm going to pull it out.
0: For those of you watching on Spotify, uh, Decca is reaching into a bag and pulling out a camera. a camera. My I
1: don't have a card in here. Um, <laughs> so. This is what I do on my off time uh, as I take pictures. Uh, I'm I'm not great at the post production part of pictures, like editing and all of that Lightroom stuff. However, I am very good at angles, and that's where it carries, That's how I'm carried. Um, I was actually able to pay for a hotel room at San Japan with this. That's how I paid for my hotel room. As I got and I had some left over. So evidently, so awesome. people evidently people like me enough to keep booking me. Um I just I I I've I've been into photography for a long time and there is a long somewhat convoluted story that goes into it um but I got into cosplay photography in particular because a lot of my friends at the time had photographers who were like yeah yeah I'll get to it whenever meanwhile I will upload the the photos in my crying Google Drive And just send it to them and be like, there you go. Your photos are there. Like, the next day after the con. It's not that hard.
0: That's awesome.
1: Um, Basically, I just plugged up a hole in the needs for my friends. Um, But it gets deeper than that because uh, my grandfather, on my mother's side, literally invented color photography.
0: Wait, shut up. No way. Yeah.
1: This was uh, something that I think we touched on off camera. We touched on episode. this off.
3: We yeah, touched on I remember this off talking camera. about it very briefly.
1: Uh, the unfortunate part about my my grandfather inventing color photography is that he was a hermit, never got it patented. So here comes the white men in Kodak to be like, here we go, we're gonna we're gonna invent this totally original invention of color photography, never before seen before. And a. In an off-topic related note of
2: stuff that ancestors did, if I trace the family tree right, I think my family brought tomatoes to the U.S. <laughs> <laughs> so, or I they think like 3. they brought, 1. I was like, because I had a thing where I looked through my family tree uh, a while back, mm-hmm. and there were Landris that were the ones that brought tomato seeds to start tomato farming. Here in the United mm-hmm. States, and I was like, I swear to god, if I'm the reason that ketchup exists here. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like You're that's all America. That's all this family's known for is we've brought ketchup. you the
1: ability to make ketchup. <laughs> oh man. My that, that that tickled me. Um and I mean, in po in post you'll see a few examples of my photography. Uh of some pictures that I've taken. Like I was here, warned here
2: and here. Yeah, I was warned that he would uh, send me a bunch of files to add in. I
1: didn't say uh, a bunch, I said like three.
2: But uh, I've seen Deca's, uh photography uh, on Facebook and all that, and I mean, it's, yeah, it's like nothing flashy, but it's definitely better than anything that I could like ever take. It's definitely like the angles and like the, just the framing of it,
1: something I've always appreciated. My signature move is have knee problems, get on my knees and get get the good shot.
0: <laughs> that will be a really great out of context
1: soundbite <laughs> you're welcome
2: that's the show if um, i uh, and if i remember Decca, you have a facebook that we can
1: link to right i do i actually put it in my and i made a flow page for myself that i'm gonna be showing you <laughs> later
2: You just want us to add all flow pages to the links now. Just (laughs) Everybody has an individual flow page. I made my own
1: flow page because I I realized the other day wow, I'm in a lot of shit. Yeah, I think that actually might be
2: the
3: smartest idea for us. (laughs) Yeah, I I also have a hard time keeping track of all my medias. It's very confusing.
1: I, I have a photography page that I promised that I would keep up with because cosplayers keep wanting their photos. Um... I have this this podcast that I do with you, Chuckleheads, every every week. <laughs> that's um,
3: Doctor Chucklehead, do you, Mister?
1: I don't see no doctorate on your on your wall.
4: You that's mean, Master master, that's chucklehead. master
1: Chucklehead. It's right there.
3: <laughs>
2: it's invisible. Like you can't say it. Here's the dynamic of this party. We have Haley with her degrees, as always. We have mm-hmm. me with a pile of clothes that are two weeks old out of the laundry that I still haven't folded. <laughs> We have uh, Decca's room, which I know is probably just the howling situation, but to me it looks like a disaster at times. And then we That's have Alvin. why I don't point it downward. And then Alvin is just the plushie tucked into his bed
1: behind him.
3: That's my
0: wife's plushie, I'm always thank you. In front of my plushie.
1: <laughs> I'm also always in front of my plushie collection. It's who is who is the more adult one out
2: of this group? Who so is the actual yeah, right. adult? Yeah. <laughs>
3: we don't talk about my wife's k-pop boy right here oh, wait, <laughs> just, what is it? just in frame this, this one's a uh a daniel kang he's a mm. good dude um, but i can so... attest to Cause photography it's i mean i think we both were like sort of into photography like at the beginning like when we were mm-hmm. both starting at around the same time um and you know, we were very supportive of each other, and I always loved like oh, yeah. stuff. It's always fun to look at his pictures. Um, but I was a little sad last year because uh COVID happened and cons were in a thing, and it's hard to get pictures of cosplays when there's no con.
1: <laughs> it's very challenging because my a lot of my a lot of my signatures also like not necessarily like uh getting like super close for the, like a tight shot. But like, I have to adjust what lens I use because I have to get a little further back to get the good shot because COVID restrictions. Um, that doesn't stop me necessarily, especially if I know that that the person is vaccinated from just game being like this close to you. Like, give me a sec. Um, but it does give me pause with like hallways, and you'll see, you'll see them. I'll see a few hallways, but I already had those planned. Um, where they're just like I'm like down here looking up at you (laughs) pose (laughs) Uh, I'm
3: really uh, glad to see you still doing it because you're good at it I enjoy it so
1: thank you Uh, it does come with the burden of like seeing my peers who do know how to use Lightroom and Photoshop and be like oh that's a that's a, that's a pretty good shot there.
2: <laughs> I have a friend who uh, knows no, how not a to lot use
1: Lightroom.
2: I have a friend that knows how to use Lightroom and uh he does like local photography around here. And uh I was trying to get him into the D&D group, so hopefully one day there could be a a collab here where it's like, "Hey, I need some help with Lightroom stuff."
1: <laughs> Otag oh, collab. We have the the collab group coming out of the D&D campaign. Oh man. Uh yeah, that's my entry to this is photography. I enjoy it quite a bit. Uh I would have said dungeon mastering, but I mean No. It's gaming. That still you...
4: counts as gaming.
1: Yeah, do that. Do dungeon mastering. You don't I... enjoy dungeon mastering. No, 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 no. Master. I, I love dungeon mastering with all my fucking heart. That person's gonna consider it gaming.
2: That's right. I like how on my screen, the one that's being recorded, everybody's pointing in directions that is not Haley. Whenever referring to <laughs> Haley, like to me, well, she's maybe. right above me.
1: But Alvin oh, was like pointing like this down. side. He's Doug is like there pointing for me. over here. I'm gonna make here. you change it. The- I'm gonna keep doing this to the point where you have to change the overlay. Just start flipping,
3: please.
2: Oh, I still have not learned how to like crop out something in Premiere and move it around.
0: <laughs> So, Dekka, is yes. your favorite sort of like photography subject cosplay, or do you branch out into any other sort of subject I've matter?
1: I've done two weddings. Um, I've done wedding photography. I've done like, you know, model photography, you know, they get a good, nice, tight headshot. I've done uh stuff for. I've done uh, NSFW stuff. Like, I've done. I just like to think I. Where uh, wear a pretty sizable like hat of different types of photography. It's like what's the big photography hat, but the little hats inside. And considering that it's
2: Texas is a ten-gallon hat.
1: <laughs> yes,
2: Texas.
1: Um, hey, yeah, I, I do enjoy all sorts of styles. I do think the most profitable for me is cosplay photography because everyone wants a shot of their of their snazzy outfits. So. Maybe one day when when prom photography becomes a thing that I don't feel immediately weird for for going to this fucking hormone driven seventeen year old fest, maybe. You also can uh, you also can make money at cons doing photography
2: because people there bring a lot of money for the deal for the vendor area. So.
1: I, I oh, this is gonna be my side tangent for the for the episode. <laughs> I sat down at uh, San Japan because I was waiting for my my client. Um, sat down, and these dudes were just like, hey, you mind if I sit here? I'm like, yeah, sure. You know, you guys have masks. It's fine. Um, So they sit, and they're just kind of, like, talking about the stuff they got in the dealer's room. And they're like, here's this $300 statue of Hatsune Miku I got. I could have got the $700 one, but I chose not to. <laughs> and that's just so ridiculously common at anime conventions. And I use Hatsune Miku. I don't remember the actual characters that they that they got, but I'm using Hatsune Miku because everyone loves Hatsune Miku. Yeah. That's that's Miku, facts. Miku,
0: you can <laughs> call me Miku. Sorry,
1: you're gonna get us DMCA'd. <laughs> I,
0: sorry, the DMCA for singing five seconds of Hatsune Miku. <laughs>
1: that's I'm, like three I'm, seconds too much. <laughs> I'm I'm mostly joking, but I am a little. I have I I make this joke I make this joke in my on my Tuesday games as well, like. Don't hum that, you're gonna get his DMC aid.
3: Meanwhile, <laughs> I'm playing of. like copywritten music on stream constantly. Like, fight me, I'm a small streamer. <laughs> but
2: uh it's like I have that same like mindset. Uh, Kristen and I eventually want to go to like San Diego Comic-Con or something when mm-hmm. everything ends, like meet up in uh, San Diego and all that. And I'm like, I'm gonna have to plan for the plane, the trip, uh like the gath, oh, you know, like the, the hotel, the food <laughs> and everything and then a whole separate budget for what I'm going to buy. <laughs> so, if you
0: come to Emerald City Comic Con, you can stay at my place.
1: <laughs> woo! I will, I might take you up on that.
2: Uh, and also, when we COVID wanted to hit there. up a... I don't think it's in Texas. It's. A, I think there's one in Texas. I think it's, a like a, Texas. it's like a... Or it's like a horror convention in Texas. I think it's a... BrightFest or that's something? too spoopy. Six Flags? It's one. Of, it's one. Of, there is a uh, Texas-like convention that's a big horror convention that we wanted to go to, so I might be in Texas one day. <laughs> I don't know where, but... We're going to record an episode with both of us together.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Just in the same room. Yep. Socially distanced.
1: No, I'm vaccinated. I don't give a shit. That's fair.
0: But was that all that you had to share, Deca? I mean, that's
1: all I had really had to share if anyone had any questions
0: have no,
3: question I just I appreciate it and I'm glad you're still doing it because I quit a long time yeah. ago <laughs> and
2: people can see it for themselves following the the link
1: so following the flow code
0: <clears throat> awesome well thanks Decca and we'll move on to skybreaker
1: oh boy um
3: <laughs> oh boy oh boy outside God, of gaming gonna
0: make him mad
3: um the big one. Uh, Everybody here has already seen. I'm not going to whip it out because I don't know how YouTube likes this stuff. (laughs) Be monetized Um, immediately. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Especially when you put it that way. Uh, I like to play airsoft. Airsoft is uh, my big thing. I've been doing it for. Since I was 14, I turned 28 this year in two weeks. So uh, I've been playing for about 14 years. Um, If, you know, if you don't know anything about airsoft, it's very similar to paintball, where instead of like paintballs, you shoot little plastic BBs. um, And they're, it doesn't hurt. I do have some scars from it, but that's because I wasn't wearing like long sleeves and stuff like that. But, you know, you can go outdoors, you can go indoors, there's fields and, and, you know, different arenas to play in. Um, it's super popular overseas in Asia in like Hong Kong, Taiwan, and Japan. Um, the first airsoft gun was made in Japan because Japan has very strict gun laws. Um, nobody's allowed to own a gun. Um, so airsoft was sort of their way around it. It's a toy gun. It shoots little pellets and it became a really big sport. And that's sort of been my thing. I've been into, into it for a while. Um, back in like 2014 i want to say um me one of my friends and then another one of our mutual friends we went to hong kong together um to play airsoft and like get airsoft guns to bring back overseas um and it was a ton of fun we were there for about a month yes Decca.
1: i have a two-parter a okay. how dare you flex on me by like giving the history of airsoft while you're like yeah i like taking photos <laughs> uh but the actual question i have is um how was that customs trip I was from about Hong to say, Kong-
2: <laughs> how did you
3: <laughs> get them overseas so um for me it was pretty smooth i uh the best way to do it is to disassemble the gun um and then what i did is i wrapped it in like all my clothes and stuff and then as long as it has the orange tip coming into the u.s it's usually recognized as a toy gun um but my friends did not disassemble their guns and they had a trip with customs um they were like what is this but you know it it's different than a real gun because internally there's like mechanical parts is like like a gearbox it has like electrical wiring and stuff like that so it's pretty easy enough to be like this is a toy gun it's it's uh, got electrical components to it but yeah they had they were like delayed for like five or six hours at the airport uh coming back in so
0: i did something similar where you like disassemble and have it like scattered amongst your belongings but I did that with Kinder Eggs from Germany. I <laughs> had, had all the illegal, chocolate illegal in candy. my carry-on bag and all the toys Smuggling. in my luggage and then I just like melted them back together again. Oh my god. Go.
2: Disassembled, Coming- Airsoft gun. fine, Kinder Egg. We're going to have to hold you here for a bit.
0: <laughs> nope, they didn't even ask. They had like the sniffy dog there and I was like, hopefully oh. they're not trained to smell Kinder Eggs. <laughs> if they
1: most, sniff the chocolate, they're going to die.
3: it's a two-part like strategic uh idea but yeah um this is like it's weird because like i i i really like airsoft and it's a safe way of like practicing and handling like firearms because they're to one replicas for the most yeah. part um and it's a safe and responsible way to like practice handling firearms and like getting used to how things feel and things like that and i like shooting i don't personally own any guns but i like to go to ranges with my friends and like shoot guns and things like that so for me it's it's kind of therapeutic and you know owning airsoft is kind of like a way to keep that like dexterity and stuff like that without having to you know have a real gun in the house and you know things can happen you know so it kind of takes that sort of uh, it's more lax approach to like gun control like safety for myself but um yeah i mean i spent way too much money yes Haley.
0: oh no finish your story i can <laughs> oh.
3: I, I spend way too much money on it um like it's kind of like cars where you can like mod a lot of things like internally externally things like that so i'm i'm big about it and so like for me it's it's also like retail therapy because like who doesn't (laughs) like spending money on stuff and being like ooh new stuff so um yeah i i have a gun that i could have taken that money and then like spent it on like photography stuff when i was into photography but i spent like fourteen hundred dollars on an airsoft gun instead so I'm a responsible adult. Sometimes. What's up?
0: So this is probably going to be an annoying question more than anything. But when you said there's like outdoor airsoft courses mm-hmm. and they have like the little plastic pellets, mm-hmm. are those like, do they clean those up afterwards and you can like recycle them or they just like you shoot them and then they just like vanish into the ether?
3: Um. So there it, it's kind of like a controversial topic amongst the airsoft community because um they there are plastic bbs and a lot of them have like aluminum powder in them to weigh them uh, like a certain weight um like they go anywhere from like 0.12 grams up to like 0.7 grams stuff like that so they use aluminum powder in the plastic to like weigh them different amounts um but uh they do make biodegradable ones and I personally use biodegradable ones whenever I play outdoors especially. Um, indoors not so much because they sweep them up and then they recycle them um, but it's one of those things that's like kind of controversial because people always say like biodegradables aren't as like high quality or whatever but you know I try to be a responsible player and like use biodegradables when i'm outside or and then when i'm indoors you know i'll mix them up sometimes just depends on what i'm feeling or what i have extra because i I don't really care that much uh like the difference between them they're, they're similar enough
2: yeah oh, that was a, thanks
0: thanks for sharing
2: yeah that was like a question i never even like considered about airsoft once so it's like so what happens to the pellets after it's over and i'm sitting here like what does happen to what, the pellets? What, what does, does happen? happen. <laughs> like the was, environmentally this conscious. <laughs> this
0: paper right here is my master of science in environmental and sustainability studies. As soon as he mentioned plastic pellets, I was like,
4: <laughs> do, friends do that, I, that a, do I bring
0: it up? Do I do I?" <laughs> I and that's what I struggle with
2: uh, time. <laughs> I have friends that play like paintball locally and everything, and I'm pretty sure it might be the same way, like. Uh, because those things are meant to like burst open with paint. So I'm wondering, so those might be like made with some kind of biodegradable material also.
3: Mm-hmm. I'm usually assuming they are. Um, it, it's a big point in, in both communities that like sustainability and like biodegradable materials are used for the stuff that's like exp- expendable. So
2: Yeah. Cause you don't want to yeah. put out a lot of money for something that's just going to, you
3: know
1: lay around afterwards first. yeah yep so, so. i have expected you to be like in your full setup
3: i should have <laughs> i was thinking about it but
1: i got kind of lazy i showered kind of late today so looks like <laughs> Maybe, that one right. weird looks like that one weird uh artist that i'm not going to name on on here ah uh, yeah But you know who i'm talking about
3: yeah I, you're not the first person to mention it
1: yeah so <laughs> That's uh, just gonna yeah. stay between us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, if you any other yeah questions. I don't know what you're talking
0: about.
1: So <laughs> like, I know
2: we have a uh, airsoft field here in Virginia, also. Uh, in Vir- my area, it's a huge one,
3: and uh, it might be
2: paintball, it might be airsoft. I can't remember what exactly my friend does, but uh, I'm
3: trying to remember. He- I know in Virginia there's like a really popular one. It, he's like on YouTube and stuff like that. It's it's like I think it's called Balahack. Balahack, yeah, Balahack, Balahack. Balahack. airsoft. Yep, yeah. that's a super popular one. People will it's travel like the main, across the country. Yeah. To go because it's to like it. a
2: it's a lot of acres. It's actually like just a, a forested area they've built like housing and like bunkers and everything to like play in. So it's definitely like a here go to like this for they do like the zombie kind of thing too where it's like mm-hmm. you'll have the player the people drop in with the airsoft and you will have a bunch of other people just running at them, trying to
3: Yeah. Oh, um, they do do one event that's really cool. It's it's very LARPing. It's like it's it's LARPing. Let's be honest. It's straight up like a post-apocalypse. Like think Fallout. Yeah, it's like military It's like airsoft. Soft. Yeah, it's, it's A lot of people go to it, and it it looks really fun. I want to be able to like go one day. Um, if but I don't go, have enough friends to play. If you go, I'll take and you and with out me. of
2: my. If you go when I'm out of my
3: parents' place, you can stay with me. <laughs> Sounds great. I'll take you away with me
0: but is there any more you wanted to share sky
3: no that's it that's all i got airsoft i love it it's fun i've been playing it for way too long so
2: i trust Alvin to get us out of a bad situation if firearms are needed <laughs>
1: <So>.
3: <laughs> yeah just bring a firearm because mine aren't real
1: i was gonna say until you bring a fire until you have fire and you use one of his firearms and it's like pew, 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 pew. oh shit you could
0: probably like take someone's eye out with it if you were like, oh, a particularly good shot
3: Absolutely. I'll have to uh, shoot the really expensive one for you guys one day because it sounds like, it, it sounds crazy, so.
2: Wow, Let's do it on the podcast. I'm, I'm the... expecting, like, to be done on the podcast and then, like, here's Sarah from the other room. Like, what are
1: you doing? Like, what's going on? So <laughs> <laughs> like, like, why no, are you shooting it in the, the op- house? The Republicans is- showed up finally.
0: That might be when I sit out, because you're talking to the person who almost cried at Safeway the other day because a balloon popped and it scared her.
4: <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, you I play.
0: When I say I belong at Super Weenie Hut Juniors, like, I belong <laughs> at Super Weenie Hut Juniors, but I digress. Thank you so much for sharing, Sky, Absolutely. And we'll move on to Sharky.
2: I'm always here for Mega Weenie Monday. Patrick, is Mega Weenie <laughs> Monday. <laughs> <Megalweenie> Monday. <laughs> so uh outside of gaming and D and out of the probably easiest thing to talk about uh of the editing which you know i do for this podcast as well as my own channel uh my main other passion is writing and i will not say what name i've written stuff under uh but i do have several fan fictions out in the world uh from my time in high school <laughs> you gotta you gotta
0: dm me that shit nope immediately nope i will not on god i will not share it with anybody
2: (laughs) because i've gone through and i've changed the name on the account i've removed any identifying features on like the author notes on each chapter they are in the void they are written by me but nobody will ever know can i
0: ask what fandom Ooh. (laughs) (laughs)
2: You're you're already putting yourself You don't have to. No, there, no, buddy. no, no, no. He doesn't it have was... to. If he doesn't want to. It was like late middle school, like freshman high school. Uh there were Naruto stories. Dude, I wrote
0: Naruto <laughs> fanfic in middle and high school too, dude. I was right and, there with you.
2: And I was on that Hinata Naruto hype train before it even became finalized in canon.
0: King <laughs> shit. King shit. It up, my liege. So I'm self insert <laughs> with uh, the guy with the dog.
1: Ooh, Oh, uh, I
2: like his dog. Kiba. yeah, yeah,
0: but sharky.
2: But uh, from there, I took a lot of years off of actually like writing and publishing stuff uh, on any kind of platform to just kind of fill out notebooks and actually. <clears throat>
0: Where are they? Oh, he is getting up and going to retrieve something from under play his play. bed. For those of so, us who are listening on Spotify.
2: There are like five notebooks Ooh, here that are classic. just like filled with like writing ideas. And like uh, they're like from cover to cover.
0: Sharky, so. you gotta do nano with me this year.
2: Ooh, that's always you gotta I'm I might because recently uh I put out some chapters for an original story between, uh, that Kristen and I worked on together. Uh, but I kind of lost the plot a little ways through and I unpublished them to kind of like refine it a little bit and narrow it down and probably gonna start working on that one again because, uh, my love for writing also transitioned into role-playing a lot, uh, on sites and this was back like it began back with like Yahoo chat rooms into like MySpace profiles,
0: mm-hmm. and
2: and it's still continuing on uh like RP sites today that have like the MySpace kind of layout, and uh so like that got a lot of characters developed and like really fleshed out with like friends and Kristen and all that. So we're taking those characters now. And we're going to throw them into their own like their own like story progress progression. Um, so that might pop up soon. I already have the, the Wattpad account and yeah. Uh, Wattpad, Wattpad, whatever you want to call it. Uh, that was yeah, where. I guess
0: for original stuff. Yeah. Wattpad's better than like AO3 and stuff if it's original content. And I
2: think they also, uh, they don't have like a copy feature for stories. So it's harder for people to copy paste and like call it their stuff. So. Mm. It's a uh, built-in like stuff like that, but I had that I have that account. I posted some like of the D and D drabbles that I've written to kind of like flesh out areas of the world. They're there in their own like thing. And Alvin's camera just like completely froze on me for a second. That was weird. Yeah,
3: my internet took a nosedive. So <laughs>
2: that's fair. But uh, <laughs> I had the story posted there. I removed it and kind of reworking it. But uh, it's definitely a. It's definitely like your
1: typical like teen novel. What's up, Deck?
0: YA is good.
1: YA is good. Uh, two things. One, shout out to V Bulletin for those forums that you were talking about. <laughs> um, second, um, I have a a long form series in an MMORPG that nobody ever plays that I wrote fanfiction for. What are that I was like. 16
0: oh my god is our point one for this episode gonna be fan fiction no.
1: we thought it was gonna be imposter syndrome it's gonna be fan fiction.
0: it's gonna be fan honestly fiction.
3: probably because i wrote it was mine was different mine is sort of like based on it but it wasn't it's technically fan fiction because it's like using the some of the same characters but it wasn't like for romance or anything like that, I just write wrote because I thought the characters were super cool.
1: Also, if you write fan if you write fan fiction for your own D and D game, is it fan? Is it like isn't that just writing your own canon? It's just canon. canon. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> this was no, most my,
2: of the time. Uh, I'm sh- most of the time, I'm looking at characters in our D and D campaign, and I'm just doing the no kiss.
0: <laughs> <laughs> me every minute of every day,
2: <laughs> and that's why I added the uh, roleplay like channels in our D and D Discord, and they have been put to good use. So someone's gonna
0: have to explain me that Discord channel at some point because I'm just sitting there like,
2: yeah, it's a, so. it's a lot more understandable now than it was. I did like a whole like rework of it, so. But, uh but,
0: yeah, you were saying that your uh work that you're doing right now is in like y a stuff. Tell us more,
2: yeah, it's definitely y a uh maybe a little more mature than y a uh it definitely deals with like heavier like themes, mostly as a way to explore my own limits as a writer as well as like uh not be afraid to like write certain things um. Like, the original version of the story, which has been completely changed, so the plot's completely different now. Uh, the original story focused on uh, the murder of a young student uh, in this, like... It was actually in... actually think we put it in Washington. It was, like, a like small, original town in, like, Washington. Definitely, like, the small town kind of feel to it. And it would have gone into things... Of, it would have been, like, the... It was the high school teacher that did it, and what if it would have explored things like the, uh, like that kind of like relation, that kind of relationship, and the stuff that goes on with that stuff, and all that, and some more. So it's just like it's, it was like a murder, it's, it's like a murder mystery, uh, thing going on. So it's all those plot holes, and then all the characters at the original story were in high school, so definitely dealt with like stuff going on there, but we decided to age them up to about mid 20 the cast to about their mid 20s and uh yeah
0: you could look up new adult fiction it's i don't know if it's still considered like an emergent genre or not but it it's sort of the bridge between your like hunger games your uh like ya lit into your like outlanders and your more like strict adult fiction uh, where uh, the main characters are usually like in their 20s and dealing with like those yeah. first steps into adulthood
1: All those kids who are like super into YA are just like, here's the other place I can come project.
0: Now I want them (laughs) to fuck. Though. New adult lit.
1: (laughs) The
2: thing that I guess I think took me a while to, uh, or the thing that I think people are going to be like, when I first talked to them about it, is is they're weird out is people who know me from like my role playing, like profiles on sites and stuff like that. The main characters, uh, Travis and Nadine, uh they're siblings and that's uh what the connection was when me and kristen first started writing together and then me and kristen started dating but we still wrote them as siblings (laughs) so it's like but uh the thing was uh the new story is same thing a girl from the towns murdered and the only piece of evidence is one of is a ring that uh travis had so the story is about Nadine trying to figure out like did he do it or is he being set up by somebody?
1: Is is it like is it was it still have that tinge of like these people all went to high school together like yeah of those all, type all the
2: in the people in the main cast of characters like they're mid twenties or so uh, mm-hmm. yeah they all have like this uh, connection through their high school time but it's definitely about it, been about eight years since then so it's like everybody. Uh, progressing on with their life in ways, mm-hmm. but it's like That's we uh, since me and Kristen write it, like we like keeping like spicier elements into it and stuff like that. So like Nadine's dating uh, Travis's like best friend, but they haven't told him yet, and stuff like that. So it's, it's and then uh, it's definitely a story I that think. focuses on like secrets, like uh, kids paying for like parents, like mistakes and stuff like that. And it's definitely we've moved into like a small like southern town. So it's definitely more of like a southern Gothic style uh story. Or at least Love that's it. what the aim's going to be. So
0: gotta do nano, my guy. It'll get you fifty thousand I... words in a month. We'll do it together.
2: <laughs> Suffer <laughs> together. Yeah, I was writing like two thousand twenty five hundred like a week on this one originally. Like each chapter was about twenty five hundred words. So but that was also oh, when I, I had time. That was also when I had time, like in school I was in classes at the time so I had like study halls to work on during it but now it's like I'm at work you know six to three every day and then I come home so it's like just trying to find time to actually like do it the plan now rather than keep myself on schedule is just write it until it's done and then start publishing it because I was doing it like week by week and it was just kind of like one of those things that I had to keep up with and when I hit like that writer's block it was like Ah, Jesus Christ. I can't get this done by Friday. So mm-hmm. for sure. Well, but was I'm excited
0: a, to read it someday.
2: Yeah, it's definitely a collaborative effort, uh, between me and Kristen. Like uh getting like the main premise and like what we know to be like the reveal and everything was like a mutual effort. So Fun, like I'm, I'm the one writing it, but she's definitely like giving her input since a lot of the characters in it are ones that she's made during like our role plays and stuff like that. So
0: fun couples activity for sure.
2: Yeah, that's what we. That's just one of those things that we do. But does anyone
0: have any questions for Sharky?
3: I do. Um, sure, like. For you personally, like, what was, like, something, like, what are some more specific, like, books that you kind of, like, draw, like, that you might draw inspiration from, like, in your own personal writing? Because I know I found, like, when I was writing fan fiction and stuff like that, like, you know, I would always, like, be based off of, like, different authors or, like, different styles of writing and stuff like that. So for you personally, like, what are some that, like, you draw inspiration from?
2: It's weird because the books that I read aren't even in the same genre as the book that I'm trying to write. Fair um, enough. The I've recently been reading through a fantasy series called The Black Company, and it's about a group of mercenaries uh, who get hired by the sorceress. But it's not—it's not your typical like high fantasy. It's definitely like a low fantasy where only really powerful individuals have like access to magic and stuff like that, and um, it's just their story realizing, like, oh, shit, this employer of ours is not, you know, a good person, and it's, like, the ins and outs of their relationships as, like, a unit that's been traveling together for years and stuff, and it's definitely more of, like, a character-driven, like, all the characters have their own, like, unique personality, their own wants and needs. It's not a focus on the... Resistance and the rebellion that's happening—it's definitely like what the group's doing within itself. And so I think. So
0: you're more. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry.
2: And uh, aside from that, there's also like some science fiction stuff. Like I love, uh, I love the works of Lovecraft, but the author is definitely problematic. Problematic, <laughs> problematic to say the least. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the uh, least. Oof. And uh. Oof. I'm also like Stephen King stuff. I haven't read a lot of it, but the stuff that I have read has definitely been interesting. And but the thing is, like, the stories that I like to write, whether it be like in role play or actually like write it, write it, uh, are definitely stuff that fall more in line to your young adult, like stories. Like, I
0: totally think that
2: I think the new one is like not even stuff that's. Like the books that I've read or I have seen, but stuff based on books. Like a lot of this new version of story is based on a lot of stuff from Pretty Little Liars. Which I keep talking about that, Chris and I have been going through. Like it's rubbed off like a few plot points in that have like rubbed off on me into this like new plot line. And then you have like all the trashy stuff, uh Riverdale. Like it that's going to pull stuff, whether it be from the show or the comics, just I have
1: so, a question, but I'm waiting for you to finish your point.
2: So I'm just kind of rambling at this point.
1: Okay, <laughs> uh, I have, I have, I have, I have to make this obvious inside joke between you and me, and possibly uh, Alvin. Where do you come up with your names? <laughs> it's like our names. It's like your I names for, a... in in your book.
2: Oh, um,
1: in your writing style.
2: I can't remember. Oh, what did I? I can't remember what gave me the name uh, Travis Burke as the main character's name. I think it was just one that I, like, thought of. Like, I mm-hmm. think that I wanted the name Travis as, like, a character name. And I just kind of, like, went through last names. until so I found one that I think, you know, worked.
1: What is Caucasian enough to work?
2: Here and, it is, uh, Burke. So is that. And then a lot of them are just kind of either the same name like just directly taken from like an rp to the story and -hmm. those names are just kind of like what can sound like the like queen bee kind of name for the Mm -hmm. high school and that's how we came up with like deborah sinclair as like
1: that's a queen bee name
2: like the main like girl of the school
4: Mm -hmm.
2: and just names that i think like sound like interesting but not like too crazy like jesse Rhodes, that's travis's like best friend so it's just like it's either stuff that i like go through a list and i think might be good or stuff that i just like what name do i just like like i like the name mm-hmm. jesse mm-hmm. so there's
1: that yeah uh, just kind of like that process this this dunking on uh sponsored by the times that we've asked Sharky for a name in, in D&D yeah well so you okay, coming but... up with them
2: on the spot like, yeah that's like the way that's different. very
1: different no no I understand I just had to What's get it the, in there uh,
2: what was in the chat last night it was like something that uh, Charlie shared and I responded with the uh, Twitter post it's like you see a dark cloaked man sitting in the corner it's like who else is in the tavern there's a goblin named Sam
1: Smarkle I want to talk to <laughs> Sam <laughs> <Samus laughs> So this happened one time in, in a game that we were doing. It was, it was oh, this God, very interesting, yeah. like little lizard character who like we were like, oh shit, this lizard talks. What's this lizard's name? And then you just hear
2: like key striking as I'm pulling up, like a name generator.
0: <laughs> I love this, but we're not talking about gaming today. Uh,
2: we're
0: talking about literary today. names. <laughs> anyone else had anything for sharky that was it cool thank you for sharing sharky i'm excited to see more of your writing stuff and i will bully you into doing nano yeah them.
2: well see now since i've talked about it i have to work on it don't i <laughs> yeah a
3: hundred percent
0: so uh i can build off of what Sharky was talking about rather nicely i'm a book person uh i've been a book person since i was very small because I had undiagnosed ADHD all throughout my childhood. And one of the ways that was like deemed parentally like an acceptable activity that would keep me like stationary and quiet and not destroying my parents' home for large swaths of time was reading. Uh, I liked it because it took me like somewhere else and I got to be this different person and learn all this new stuff. And it was much more fun than like math or social studies or any of that stuff which is hilarious because i now have a master of science (laughs) and a humanities degree (laughs) but i was like i just want to read books all the time um so yes i'm a book reader my preferred genres tend to be towards the more romance which anyone who listens to this podcast is like Haley into romances you never would have guessed it
2: i Um, like a spicy romance also just watch yeah. the anime
1: episode.
0: I didn't. I I didn't know that like spicy romance was a thing until I read Outlander in like two thousand and fifteen. Because uh, it was just like it was on the shelf, and someone's like, "Oh, you should check out Outlander," and the the cover was pretty, and I was like, "Sure, I'll read Outlander." And then it got spicy, and I was like, "It can do that without being like a Harlequin like trashy romance novel that has like Fabio on the cover, and it's like." <laughs> The 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 maintenance man that railed me or something stupid. At
2: least it's not Uh, at least it's not Chuck Tingle titles because those are a different. Do not slander
0: (laughs) Chuck Tingle in front of me. I love the concept of Chuck
2: Tingle. Keep keep going. It's like keep talking. I'm gonna bring up some of the.
0: the Okay, so for for those of you who are listening to this podcast and are unfamiliar with Chuck Tingle. I'm not sure if Chuck Tingle is, like, a real person or if it's, like, a collaborative effort to call Uh, out the Hugo Awards.
2: Apparently, according to the Wikipedia page, he's a uh, pseudonymous author, primarily of gay niche erotic short stories. Uh, Fucked
0: in the butt by my own
2: concept Uh, of
0: sentience. his
2: His pen name is Dr. Chuck Tingle. Uh...
0: fantastic okay apparently they have something with the velociraptor
2: okay apparently they have a little has been confirmed about his identity beyond the fact that it is a pseudonym so yeah nobody knows because i think he publishes all his stuff on like amazon i think or Mm -hmm. like other sources so nobody knows who this guy really is
0: No, Uh, and I think it all started because of the, like, weird standards for, like, what quantifies you for, like, consideration for the Hugo Awards, which, like, I'm not even 100% on what the Hugo Awards are. I just came across Chuck Tingle stuff because I watch Game Grumps. Um, But we're not talking about games today. Um, But while while Sharky's looking up some Chuck Tingle uh, covers, I'll talk about, um, which I've talked about on our podcast many times, but a Court of Thorns and Roses is the current series that I'm reading. I'm on the third book. I have this book because I'm going to be filming a book review of this for my YouTube channel in the next day or so. Um, but I just like more character-driven books that aren't necessarily about, like, it can have pretty shoddy world building, and I'm still going to have a good time reading it, where I'm really interested in sort of, like, the interpersonal connections between people. Sharky's losing his <laughs> mind over there.
2: cuz so- like guess. Okay, because the thing is also with Chuck Tingle, I think he powers out a book like a month. Like because it, they're,
0: not, they're I, not... I haven't long. read one, they're, but now I want
2: to. They're like all like not novels, but they're not short stories. They're like that weird like 70 or 80. Novellas.
0: novellas. They're like no novellas.
2: Yeah. Uh, like this one. Uh let's see if I can do it here. Uh, but get in The Final Days of Pounding oh Ass. <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> Please pull up one of the ones about the Velociraptors.
4: I'm trying um, or when he's this, like
0: with his this, own concept of sentience or by his own Hugo Award or the fact that he lost gonna, a Hugo Award. I,
3: I've got a I've it. got a couple I've got a list here. It's um angry Sentient. man pounded by the fear of his latent gayness over a dinosaur transitioning into a unicorn. Yep. Yeah. Um, slammed in the butt by my Hugo Award nomination.
0: Slammed in the butt by my Hugo Award
3: nomination. This one's super meta. It's pounded in the butt by my book. Pounded in the butt by my book. Pounded in the butt by my book. Pounded in the butt by my own butt. <laughs>
2: yeah. So, like, um... This is this man oh. is a meme, and just he's a meme. It's just the best kind of meme because it's just so nonsensical, like. I can only aspire to be that kind of author.
3: This is like a, like there's shit posting and then there's Chuck Tingle posting.
4: Chuck <laughs> <Yes>. Tingle. <Like,
3: laughs> <laughs> like, he transcends. Favorite, yeah. And my favorite is his, like, well, I guess his technically is what they're going by. Um, is like the super meta, like current news story stuff. Like, Donald Trump's ass is haunted by the handsome ghost of his incriminating tax returns. <laughs> and billionaire Elon's mug takes the handsome planet Mars in his butt. <laughs> the thing is like, it, everybody.
2: it's just so weird because you're looking at the Wikipedia page and it's just erotica satire. <laughs> so it's like, it's just like the tags being erotica and satire. Are really what makes like that Wikipedia page hilarious to look at because you're like these things shouldn't go together, <laughs> but but they
0: do, this, and
2: yet who whoever this person is has perfected ship posting monetization, <laughs> like. 100%.
0: So what we're saying is our point one is either going to be talking about the Marvelous Misadventures in fan fiction, or we're just going to laugh about Chuck Tingle titles for an hour.
3: This will, this will be the first point two episode where we talk. About so
2: <laughs> originally there, I wanted to, before we did this podcast, I wanted to do like a Friday, like game show episode. I have no idea what the fuck's going on. My light, my screen keeps getting brighter and stuff. I don't have no idea what the fuck's going on. Um. I wanted to do like a, like Jeopardy style game, but with nonsense, and I had gone and found t- a Twitter page that's just lines from fan fiction, and I wanted to make a game, uh fake or fan fiction, with just oh like a God. sentence from it, and yes. <laughs> I can't remember. My name is
0: Ebony Raven. Dementia. Darkness. Or no, Raven. Stop.
2: <laughs> there was one. It was a uh, I oh God. I forget what it even was. And I posted it. And I was like, "Can you guys tell me if this is fake or fan fiction?" And I think it might have been Charlie who was like, "I have no idea what the fuck this could be from." <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> but anywho, Haley likes to read.
2: <laughs>
0: let's roll it. Let's <laughs> it back in. Roll it back um, in. But it's been nice. Like this book, I wouldn't say by any stretch of the imagination, it's like great literature. Have I had fun reading it? Yes. Is it as spicy as they say when they use words like sexy, seductive, daring? No. If you've read fan fiction, this is like like Taco Bell mild sauce. Like, it's, it's nothing. Um, I want eat
2: that Diablo. <laughs> I need that Diablo sauce.
0: I, but, uh, it's, it's kind of helped me go back into loving reading again, because I feel being in grad school, the only reading that I got to do was, like, purely academic stuff which is like the absolute soul-crushing worst stuff to read because like yes I'm interested in it like I've written academic stuff now and like I don't even like reading my own writing in that and I had started reading American Gods when I finished school and just like couldn't do it because like I'd seen the first season of the show so like I'm reading like I know I know it's gonna happen so like I didn't get into it I bought this book because TikTok like book talk bullied me into buying it and i have another book that's like a sexy retelling of the hades and persephone story which like i will read any retelling of the hades and persephone story because it is problematic but
2: it's like what's some tellings of
0: it are really good and i love it it's like aside from
2: i guess aside from that it's like hades gets a bad rap he's also the only one not cheating on his wife so yeah
0: (laughs) and like without me going on a deep dive about how Hades has been done dirty by the modern day public, which is framing the Hades and Persephone story through a like Christian Eurocentric lens. That's another podcast. Topic.
2: Are you telling me the um, only true version of Hades is not Disney's Hercules? <laughs> like
0: that is a really great Hades, uh, but it's not the only one. The class, I mean, ha- the, Deca. The
2: class has questions.
0: <laughs> Deca, go.
2: Lore Olympus. She hit her chest enough, I could hear it through Obviously. the microphone. <laughs> like,
0: she... Obviously well, I read Lore Olympic. Just like, making it, sure. It's it's rough. Uh, some chapters, I'm like, I'm reading the, like, some of it where it's like, you might not want to read this because we get into some dark stuff. And I'm like, I'll I'll see you next week. I'll read the little recap and I'll, see. I'll, I'll connect the dots. But I yes, that one. Um, but did you have something to say, Sky?
3: Only kind of but it's because it's gaming related so but like Hades the game
0: I haven't played it I have you saw how much I struggled trying to do Phasma with you (laughs) that's true um and that's that's not just me uh anytime I died in that game would just like sit and like try not to cry to myself um but this like Court of Thorns and Roses kind of got me out of my like phobia of reading where i was just like oh reading is just like a negative thing i read this book it is like 200 300 some page oh 400 wow okay that's a lot more pages it's like 420 pages lol um i read it in six hours (laughs) i sat down and like at first was like i'm gonna have a whole like i'm not gonna get too deep in my thoughts because you can watch the youtube video when it comes out um but it definitely got me back into reading. I finished I went and got this the next book the next day. Went back two days later to get the next book. I'm still working on it. Um, but yeah, books have always just been sort of like an escape borderline like dissociative tool. <laughs> so uh, back to
2: the uh like back to that thing about it's like uh, this will like, is the content that the book will have. When I'm reading a book and it's like this book will like have a warning for it, I'm just like give it to me.
0: But my favorite thing about this book, which I will cover, which I cover in my YouTube video, um, it takes place in fantasy Britain, like the fantasy British Isles. Because look at this map. Like here's the the main island, and there's fantasy Northern Ireland over here. That is the best fantasy Europe.
2: That's the best thing about fantasy novels, is when they put a map. In, and you're like, this is the world, and it's like, thank God I can visualize it. But here's yeah. what's
0: here's what's funny. Spoilers for *A Court of Thorns and Roses* by Sarah J. Maas. um The only places you go in this first book are right here, this teeny tiny dot that says Feyre's village, and this place right here. You go right here. The re- and like,
1: you're like eh, we'll fill in the, the rest like, spo-
0: <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> as I go along. But like. Sh- Sarah, I love your book. Love your work. Uh, plan on reading your YA uh, series after I finish this one. Girl, you did not even try with this map. This is literally a map of Great Britain and Europe. You got to try and eatzy-weezy bit harder. <laughs> um, but books have always been my thing. I talk about books for days. Most of my YouTube content is about books. I'm doing a chapter-by-chapter analysis of my very favorite book, 1984, by George Orwell. Because it's just fun to think about that, uh, even though it's too real these days.
2: I think I put that as one of the, the first, like, end... Credit like links for our first episode because I didn't have anything else to link on the channel yet. <laughs> yeah,
0: it has a lot of views for me having like less than five hundred subscribers. I think that's why. Um, I think it had
2: like it, the views. I it was, has like, almost you know, fifteen
0: thousand gonna... views right now, and like I started doing that like six years ago when I was just like horrendously depressed and like didn't know what I was gonna do with myself. So I was like, let me just read my favorite book and talk to people about it. In a way that's going to make sense if like a high school student's taking like senior English or like junior English when they're reading this book. And. It's just fun. I got to like restart that book to do the rest of it. So it's probably going to be a long ways off before I finish doing that. But. I like books and stuff. So.
3: That's wholesome.
0: So, guys, was it that painful? I mean, you didn't (laughs) even really stick to the no games we're rule.
2: It's we, not.
0: We have painful. the attention
2: span of pigeons.
1: So. <laughs> that
0: feels disparaging to pigeons.
1: Hey, <laughs> you throw a breadcrumb in front of a pigeon, see what happens. I do
0: love pigeons, my little weird rat friends, sky um, rats. But yeah, but, I guess. Go, uh, no, go ahead, Deco. What were you going to say?
1: Was I say? I don't think it was like painful. It's just where we draw the majority of our experiences from as gamers um and even in the th- even in the context of like me taking pictures who am i taking pictures of video game characters yeah or anime characters yeah so with and
2: i think like one of the things is just like good dms create great dms plagiarize so <laughs> yep. it's like if you're running a campaign you're just gonna rip everything you love from movies from books from comic books and just like make it this mess of a
1: setting oh, other yeah, games, my, I say is I've stolen from Sharky Hat my first my from my me. one
0: shot my one shot that I've run twice uh, literally takes place in like Meriton from Pride and Prejudice
1: oh wow <laughs> So uh...
0: I'm
3: so uh this one shot you're gonna run a third time again right for us bonobos yeah
0: i can run it for you guys it it uh hopefully if i've run it twice now um you'll probably get stuck on the same part that everybody's gotten stuck on which my he was five years old at the time my five-year-old nephew solved in about 15 seconds
2: to be fair kids are smarter than us (laughs) (laughs) we've been jaded by life like we don't think critically anymore We've lost that creativity. <laughs> so. uh, I, opened the, I forgot about this thing. I got to have this notebook with no screen on the side of it. And I was like, the hell is this for? And I opened it up and I was like, oh, right. We're supposed to run a magical girl campaign. Eventually.
0: Do you want to see my, my current note-taking notebook? Yes. Task love. <laughs>
2: nice. <laughs> oh, I'm a
0: Mercer. Thank you, Charlie, for buying me this. But, it's uh, great.
2: Where most people do like outlines for writing. Like back to that for a second. I've realized that like, looking at all my stuff, I like detail a lot of shit out and then just forget about it.
0: A mood. A whole mood.
2: Like I think. And even then, like I start with the most complex elements of any story like I'm looking at this uh Glitter Hearts campaign that I wanted to run where it's like us uh playing through a magical girl campaign. And it's just like I created the whole mythology before making the town. <laughs> so
1: <laughs> Shark is I'm a very like, top down dungeon master. I'm like
2: I'm sitting here I'm like why are there magical girls? <laughs>
1: and I was like
2: create the entities that granted these powers and then <laughs> why are there good and bad ones (laughs) and i do that for every story which is why i never actually get anything done because when it comes time to fleshing out a character my notes are empty i just know what they do (laughs) in the town i have not statted out that character at all so
0: and on that note uh i guess we'll turn it to you the audience what sort of things do you like to do that aren't related to gaming uh pardon me, not watching
2: these videos like you can't say watch <laughs> you can't say watching our videos are your favorite thing to do. Oh. You have to give us more. You gotta give uh, us more.
0: Yeah, yeah uh, let us know in the comments. I know I lurk in our comments on my own channel. So if you say something fun, I'll definitely be reading it and Same. responding. You can find our flow code link in the description box below, along with all of our personal links to all of our own projects and fun things we've got going on in our lives. Uh, I know I had fun on Sky's Twitch stream the other day. We played Phasmophobia. Well, I should say he and his friend played Phasmophobia. <laughs> I glitched into the wall. Uh, <laughs> lagged into the wall and died a lot. <laughs> uh, but it was still really fun. Uh, so make sure you check out all of our links. And uh, thanks again for watching the Without Context podcast. And we look forward to talking to you guys again next week. Bye! Bye, everybody.
4: Bye.